Support for Financial Grown-Up with Bobby Rebel and the following message come from TransferWise, the cheaper way to send money internationally. TransferWise takes a machete to the hefty fees that come with sending money abroad. Test it out for free at TransferWise.com slash podcast or download the app. I went into total rebellion mode. I adopted a pet kitten. I went to the mall during every spare moment I had when I wasn't working or in class and racked up about $10,000 in credit card debt and had only about $3 in my bank account. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Want to know more about how those super successful entrepreneurs pull off their busy schedules? Well, there's usually someone called a virtual assistant behind the scenes, keeping everything going. Stay tuned to learn more about how our guest tapped into that need to pull herself out of an emotional spending cycle. First, a couple of announcements. We are having a little competition here. It is about the video promos that you see on social media, letting everyone know about the episodes. We've gotten amazing feedback about them and people asking, how can they get one? So if you want one for your business or just for yourself, Share them, retweet them, repost them. Between now and July 1st, whoever does it the most, we will declare you the winner and we will make you a promo for your business or just for you. Also, we want to welcome the new listeners here and thank returning listeners. So glad you are joining us. We keep the podcast short, usually around 15 minutes. The idea is that we're all really busy and sometimes we only have little bursts where we can listen to a podcast. Maybe we're running a quick errand, so we want to make it easy for you. And then, of course, if you have more time, if you commute or you're running around town and want to listen to podcasts while you're doing other things throughout the day, you can binge listen to three, four, five episodes for an hour or so and enjoy it that way. So whatever works for you, we're all about being flexible and fitting into your lifestyle. Now to our fantastic guest. She is tapping into a growing market need, entrepreneurs who need just the right amount of help, but without the commitment of hiring someone, usually in person, full time, where they have to get office space for and so on, because the growing class of often solo entrepreneurs just need a little help, sometimes for a project, sometimes a little longer. Kayla Sloan discovered she had a unique talent for tapping into this demand when she found herself with just $3 in her bank account and a growing pile of debt and needed to find a way out. Here is Kayla Sloan. Hey, Kayla Sloan, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I am excited to have you on because you have tapped into a niche that is so cool in this ever-emerging gig economy because you help entrepreneurs. Yes, I am a consultant in the virtual assistant space. And not only do I train people who want to become virtual assistants, but I also work with business owners who are in need of a virtual assistant. So I help them identify what they can outsource so they can up-level their businesses and find a great virtual assistant that can help them get there. Genius. All right. So let's talk about your money story. Sadly, it is something so many of us can relate to, and that is going through 
things like a divorce, broken relationships, and the financial impact that they can have. In your case, you had $3 in the bank. You basically started emotionally shopping, but that was in reaction to what was going on in the marriage. Tell us more. So the story really started when I was about 19 years old. I got married very young and went off to college. I was attending school and he was working, so I wasn't really earning very much money at the time. Uh, I had a student internship that paid about $10 an hour is all. And so since he was earning the majority of the money, it really felt like I needed to ask permission whenever I wanted to spend money on anything Since he was a saver and I was a spender, there was always a lot of conflict around money in our relationship. At the time, I really felt as if I couldn't purchase anything without asking permission, which is never a fun feeling, especially if you are a spender. So fast forward a few months and we actually ended up getting divorced. The marriage was less than a year, right? Yes, just under a year. And we had no kids or property to split up, thank goodness, because that would have made it much more difficult, I'm sure. I've talked to a lot of friends who've been in that situation. And anyway, so we split up, and luckily I was able to take the assets with me that I had brought into the marriage, such as my vehicle, um, household belongings, things like that. And even my retirement account was intact. So this is interesting. So you were actually in okay financial shape when the marriage actually split up. Yes, I really didn't end up that bad off. I was kind of struggling to pay the bills with an immediate cash flow because of only working part-time and suddenly having to pay the rent by myself. But then the trouble came with this emotional shopping, which was really, this is interesting. It was reactive to the fact that he was so controlling with your finances during the marriage. So then you went the other way. Yes, I went the absolute other way. I went into total rebellion mode. I adopted a pet kitten. I went to the mall during every spare moment I had when I wasn't working or in class and racked up about $10,000 in credit card debt and had only about $3 in my bank account. Oh my goodness. And of course, then comes graduation time and there's even more debt, correct? Yes. Graduation brings on more debt for most people. As you and I both know, student loans are a huge problem. I was lucky in only having about $8,000 of student loans when I graduated, uh, making a total of 18000 But then I turned right around at age 21, right after graduating, and bought a house for $120,000. Um, so I really was feeling that financial pinch after I graduated. So total debt, we're um, trying to do the math here, $140,000? Yeah, pretty close, pretty close. Okay, at age 21, with income, I have about 10 bucks an hour still. At that time, I did land a full-time job um, after graduation. So my take-home salary was probably about $25,000 plus benefits. What I like about the story is that you turn things around basically by starting to think like an entrepreneur. So tell us, fill us in on the rest of what happened. Yeah, so I started looking for ways to earn extra income and stumbled upon the world of freelance writing and virtual assistant work. And virtual assistants are basically people who work behind the scenes and help entrepreneurs grow and maintain their businesses. And so I started doing this because I love organizing things and helping people create systems and really working through some of those problems that entrepreneurs typically struggle with. And after doing it on the side for about 12 months, I was earning the same amount from my part-time business as I was making at my full-time job. So I actually quit my job. Love that. 
And now you are growing that into a full-blown consulting firm, which is amazing and something that so many entrepreneurs really need these days. Yes, I am so excited about this. So I started training people who wanted to be virtual assistants, but then I realized there was a need on the other side for connecting entrepreneurs with those virtual assistants. I find that a lot of business owners struggle with finding someone they can trust, someone who's already trained and knows how to step in and get to work. And so that's where I try to fill that void. Let's talk about what the lesson is for our listeners from this story, because you basically were able to stop the emotional spending and then turn that into your motivation to start your own business and basically control your income flow. So what is the lesson for our listeners? And especially, you know, how do you stop that emotional shopping? Oh my gosh, stopping the emotional shopping can be so, so hard. But for me, it was really about finding something else to fill up my free time, which ended up being my business. So it all came together. So for listeners, what can they do? If just shopping, 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 how do you come up with something? Or do you have a technique? I mean, is it just surfing the internet? What was it that got you this idea? Yeah, my first ideas did come from surfing the internet. I did some of those classic things like cutting up the credit cards and putting the rest on ice and all of those kinds of things. And they sound crazy, but they work. So you did those things and then you just decided that you had to up your income. You know, you can only be so frugal. There's only so many things you can cut from your budget, especially if you start to feel deprived. And as a spender, you know, I like to spend money. I liked my lifestyle. So I decided that I also had to find a way to increase my income because I didn't want to cut anything else from my budget. So your money tip has to do actually with kind of a splurge with things that you already have, which actually is very relatable for many people who get divorced and have a lot of wedding presents that maybe are still unopened. Not that I would know anything about that kind of thing, (laughs) but a lot of times we get fancy stuff for our weddings and we or graduation or all kinds of special occasions. And then it just sits there because there's never an occasion that's sort of good enough for the stuff. Exactly. That's exactly what I found was I was going through my divorce. I had all these beautiful things that I'd received for my wedding. And since I was super broke, I didn't have any money to spend. So my tip and the way that I decided to treat myself rather than spending is that I started using things I already had. So instead of saving my nice dishes that I got for my wedding and using cheap ones every day, I decided I was going to just use the pretty ones. They make me feel happy. And why not? We're all so busy saving for these magical events that are going to happen. And then we don't ever use all the stuff that we have. Exactly. And it just sits there and collects dust and there's no point in that. So what are some other examples of things that you use that people can relate to? Let's see. I said my nice dishes. And then I also used all of those kitchen appliances that never get brought out. And I decided I was going to make some of my favorite meals instead of saving them for a special occasion or saving them when I had guests over and things like that. I'm a big foodie. So those are probably two of the biggest things for me. Let me ask you just quickly, how do people know if they need a virtual assistant? Because I think that's something that confuses people is where is the tipping point where you're at the point where you need somebody And are there certain things to look for? Yes. So the first sign that you need a virtual assistant is if things start slipping through the cracks. If you find yourself as an entrepreneur or business owner, you know, with more things to do than time to do them, then you definitely need to bring someone on. For entrepreneurs, 
it can be difficult because you don't want to bring someone on and get stuck paying them if you have busy seasons and slow seasons. So a virtual assistant can really help fill that void because you can kind of pay as you go, you know, pay for a certain number of hours per month. And then if you have extra work, you know, you can buy some more. So it's a lot easier than hiring an employee for a set number of hours, no matter what. And what are some specific things that people can outsource to a VA? A lot of people start with social media because they find that social media is something that takes up a lot of their time and can easily be outsourced to a virtual assistant. Uh, I know a lot of other things are blog post research. Sometimes they'll bring on someone to do like outlines and things like that. And then also a lot of people who have podcasts use virtual assistants. Hint, hint. (laughs) For what kinds of things? Um, They will help with show note creation, transcription. They can help with, I guess, social media when it comes to your podcast as well. So a lot of different things. And what do VAs typically run? What's the range that people would expect to pay? For a U.S.-based virtual assistant, which I think is important to make that clarification, you're probably going to be looking at as little as 15 but probably as much as $40 or more if you have someone who's very experienced. Tell us more about where people can find you and the kind of things that you are doing and how people can use your services. Sure. So my main website is at kaylasloan.com. And that is where you can find out more information about how to work with me to get connected with a virtual assistant. Or if you're wanting to be a virtual assistant, we can connect there as well. And I'm also all over social media. And your handles? are all the same. All it's Kayla, Kayla Sloan. R. Sloan. Yes. Kayla R. Sloan. Very important. Well, thank you so much, Kayla Sloan. This has been absolutely wonderful. And congratulations on your growing business. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. Hey, friends. So here's my take. I love what Kayla is doing for entrepreneurs and for the virtual assistants that are so important to their success. Financial grown-up tip number one consider outsourcing. Whether or not you are an entrepreneur, think about the value of your time. If you're running a business, maybe you're running a household, consider the best use of your time. Outsourcing, maybe hiring a babysitter if you're a parent trying to grow a business from home, or if you're an entrepreneur trying to do everything. Sometimes you're better off doubling down on your strengths, say sales or anything that directly has to do with your clients. And it may make sense to have a VA do things that are more administrative in nature, like the billing. Weigh the cost. The great thing about a VA is that you can often hire them on a project basis so you're not locked in the way you would be if you hired a full-time assistant. Financial grown-up tip number two, I love Kayla's money tip to use what you have, even if it's super fancy. But here's my tip. If you don't have all that fancy stuff but wanna have the fancy stuff and maybe don't have the budget or wanna spend the money to go and buy it in the store. You see, all that fancy wedding gifts like china and crystal, Well, a lot of people don't really want it or they inherited it and they want to sell it. They get rid of it. They just don't use it. So you can often get great stuff, fancy stuff, far less than the everyday stuff if you know where to look. Who doesn't like to feel fancy, right? So some sites to check out, replacements.com. They sell vintage and current dinnerware, crystals, silver, and other collectibles. Also take a look at chair-ish, like sitting on a chair, chairish.com. You can find vintage dinnerware at really amazing prices. They sell a ton of other stuff, including chairs, but also other furniture and vintage stuff, really nice stuff. I spotted a vintage 
Hermes dinner plate set that retailed for $2,000 and it was down to just 950 bucks. The Real Real, which is known for selling designer handbags and clothing, they also, a lot of people don't realize this, they also have things like dishes and serving stuff, high-end names like George Jensen, Tiffany, Bernadeau, all at massive discounts. So check those out if you like the higher-end stuff instead of going for the everyday stuff that you may see in whatever, the mall stores. I don't want to name names, but the everyday stores, you guys know what I'm talking about. Thanks to all of you for being part of our growing financial grown-up community. If you're enjoying the show, consider leaving a rating and even a review on Apple Podcasts. I know it seems like it's going to be really difficult, but it only takes a couple of minutes and it is really appreciated and makes a big difference in helping other people discover the show. And of course, hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Please follow me on Twitter at Bobby Rebel, on Instagram at Bobby Rebel one You can also DM me there. And then don't forget, if you want a custom video like the promos that we do for the show, join the competition, share the videos when you see them. You can even see them now on the YouTube channel that we have set up. So just search for Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel, that channel on YouTube, and you can see the promos there and check them out that way. We have our first listener episode coming up in June. If you want to be on the show and have a great money story to share, email us info at financialgrownup.com. Tell us what money story you would share and what everyday money tip you would like to share with our audience. And we will be in touch if you are chosen. Thank you to Kayla Sloan for sharing her story. We'll be watching how her business grows along with all the entrepreneurs that she is working with. So thank you, Kayla, for helping us all get one step closer to being financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.